This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Watson today, no big surprise there, but uh, they get to cut uh, another 17 players off the roster by 4 p.m. tomorrow, Matt, and uh, after that game in Carolina, I don't know that cutting necessarily will be the uh, the problem. <laughs> Stopping might be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a miserable performance. Uh, maybe we should not harp on it too much, just flush that one a little bit, but it was bad, um, and it, there were some opportunities for borderline players to step up and grab a job, and I don't know who did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it, too many guys out there that I, I looked at and said, "Boy, he won a job tonight." Or if somebody was on the bubble, um, you know, he won the job. But maybe Isaiah Bugs. Yeah, I don't know how much on the bubble he was, but I thought he played well. Um, you know, I, I think you, if you if you look at what uh, James Pierre did in that game, uh, I think he really solidified his spot. People were asking who the nickel cornerback is going to be. Technically, it's James Pierre. Because he comes in in nickel packages. And he comes in, and he's yeah, the corner yeah. that comes on the field in the nickel package. So that's not so bad. I agree. I, I think that's one of the nice developments that happened at a spot where you had some uncertainty, for sure. And I thought Justin Lane played okay, too. I mean, not, I don't think either yeah. of those guys, of course, were getting cut. But I thought uh, both those guys performed well. And they'll tackle. They're physical guys. Uh, Pierre, to me, is very much a keeper and a, a real find here. You feel a little bad for Sutton. I wish he didn't have to bump between slot and outside. But, I mean, that, that versatility is a big reason you signed him right out of the gates, too. Right, right. I mean, that that's one of the things that they trumpeted. I know people, again, were like, well, nobody won that nickel corner job. And Well, actually, Pierre kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's been the really good in this yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, so, you you know, if you're going to put your best three on the field, uh, then that would be, you know, Sutton, uh, Pierre, and, and uh, Joe Hayden. So, I think that's settled. What's not settled, however, is that offensive line. Um, yeah. Today at practice, uh, the Steelers bumped Chooks for over to the right side for a while oh, and played, and played Dan Moore on, on the left side. Um you know, we're still not seeing Zach Banner out there on a regular basis. Uh, those the, the tackle position is a bit of a concern. That's the first, like I said, it's the first I've heard that. I'm just walking in now. And I wonder if you feel the same way hearing that news is more must be more comfortable on the left and Banner must not be somebody they can rely on right now. I mean, those are the two that, takeaways. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – yeah. That's kind of what I'm reading out of that is is that you know they're a little concerned that Banner's not quite ready yet to play, and so you bump a quarter four back over to the right side where he started 15 games last year. Feel bad for and him. And you put too. the yeah you put the rookie on the left side and you know um, there's nothing that says you know at some point when if Banner's back that maybe Dan Moore settled in on that left side. Yeah, I mean. We've seen this before, and it, I mean, it happened at guard last year with a rookie that has turned into a pretty darn good player. But 
maybe they look at – I mean, I'm really looking at this glass half full, but maybe they look at more and say, this guy's a long-term starting tackle. Let's just start that now. You know, we're just going to plug him in on the left tackle and we'll let these other two fight it out as they have pretty much for the last two years. Chooks, okay, I'm, I understand that you're more comfortable on the left side than the right, but you've been here a long time and you have not showed us that we have to resign you after your contract's up or any of those things. You're okay, but you have not taken that next step. We're just going to give more of the left tackle job. I mean, again, this is a very optimistic view. And maybe they think, you know, next year's first-round pick might be a right tackle. We're left. <laughs> if <laughs> I mean, more just, is not successful, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that it means anything more. That, you know, Mike Tomlin was saying after yeah. practice today, they were just, you know, getting guy, both guys work on both sides. But it's obviously, you know, they're going into this. This is still an open competition. In, in my eyes to a certain degree and again you, you know I, I don't know what's going on with Zach Banner um, but you would have liked to you know after four preseason games and a full training camp to have your your offensive line figured out um, you yeah, know, now's know not the, Steelers... the time for experiments and changing things no, around no. You, you know especially with the, an extra week of camp compared to other teams and you know it's out of their hands where banner is physically i mean they probably right. hoped he was further along by now expect him to be further along by now but it's not a ringing endorsement for chooks either to me i mean again if i'm really looking at it positively maybe they just want to get dan Moore on the field and okay we have seen a lot of him we haven't seen a lot of the uh, you know quote starting offensive line especially the right side so maybe they just feel com more comfortable that he's earned it but it is a little concerning Side note, though, Dale, is this is such a weird two weeks that I don't think any of us has ever seen. You know, like, how are, how are teams around the league going to deal with this extended stretch between the preseason and the regular season? We've seen a couple trades and things like that. I mean, are people going to be really tweaking their rosters with two weeks of, of work to deal with it? Is this a, a one-day experiment, and then they go back and kind of treat it like a – uh, you know, just a bonus week to kind of do things. You know, like I, the pit teams I was with, we did this preparing for the bowl games. Or is it, boy, we're really worried and we got to figure something out immediately. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Typically what happens during a bye week with, with Mike Tomlin is he'll give young players an opportunity to get more snaps. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's all this was. Uh, but at the same time, um you know, I, I didn't think – no, I didn't think Okorafor played particularly well uh, in the preseason. I didn't either. Um, but I didn't think Moore played particularly well at right tackle against Carolina. Maybe that's all we need to know. I mean, maybe we just answered the, the question. Was that Moore was a failed experiment on the right side? We were really excited about what you could do on the left. Then I remember even you and I talking about it when, when they moved Moore to the right – we thought, wow, that's kind of a pat on the back for the young man because now he's going to go push Banner or get in that mix, and maybe it's even more of a positive for him. You know, that he's you're just the left tackle now, youngster. Sink or swim, and we'll help you the best we can. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm really – it's a really organic take for me. I'm, I'm reacting as we talk about it. But part of me kind of looks at it as a positive just for more is, hey, you're the left tackle, and we're going to have a very young – center left guard left tackle situation and you guys very young very i mean could get younger <laughs> and you guys just all sink or swim together and see how it goes yeah I, I don't know um you know two rookies 
at at center and left tackle. tackle. Yeah. I mean, is it, are those the two most important spots on your line? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this experience, savvy, understanding what teams are going to do at center. And, you know, we're talking about Chooks and Banner like they're old men. I mean, they're not exactly super experienced either. Yeah. I know a lot of a lot of fans are saying, well, the Steelers need to they need to be making a they need to make a trade for a, a left tackle. Folks, nobody's give nobody's trading away happens. a left tackle at this point. There's none available. Yeah, if you guys want to throw some names out, I'll gladly respond. But I, I don't see a lot on the block right now. And I'm sitting here in the studio. I know you're not today, but the Colts are on NFL Network as we speak. And Eric Fisher's got COVID and a ripped up Achilles. He's not going to play till November at best. And they lose Sam Tevy and Costanzo retired before the season. And, like, that's not that uncommon around the league right now. I mean, like, tackle problems are huge problems. And nobody's giving them away. Yeah, I mean Russell Okung is still out there. Yeah, and I I guess you could make that move, but he's 32. I had somebody you know throw they need you know they need, they need to make a call to Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz is a right tackle. He's only a right tackle. Only yeah. a right tackle. That's all he's ever played in his entire career. That's mm-hmm. not, that doesn't help you at all. You've got right tackles. I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, is if they can't count on Banner at all, and Chooks is not a good enough starter. Do they have right tackles? Or would you just take any tackle that's available? I mean, even like Cam Robinson from the Jags, who I'm not real high on, they franchised him. He might be on the block. But, I mean, I'm reaching here. Yeah. And, you know, they've already traded a number of picks away already. They're going to need them. They're going to need picks. Um, You know, some of those they'll recoup as compensatories. But they do have money. Um, So... You yeah, know, maybe maybe they've got something in the works here, but it's not a great situation. You know, if I if I had one thing, uh, you know, we talked in, in the open about the uh, the nickel corner spot. I'm not I'm not as concerned about that as I am still the offensive line. No, this turn of events today to me is not positive. I mean, any which way I want to spin it, um, corner and whole secondary depth still worries me for sure. I mean, if we have to see. Lane or Norwood or whomever, but <laughs> I at least like the starters <laughs> or the O line. I'm not sure about the starters and the depth seems fine, but I don't want to see those guys out there either. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, as we saw over the weekend, uh, things can change quickly in the NFL. Yeah, a lot happens in, in, in terms of injuries and and things of that nature. Um, I know Mike Tomlin. Uh, Friday night was there were a lot of fans that were upset that he wasn't playing starters in that game and Carolina was and the game got you know it turned into what it did um, and then the next day you see J.K. Dobbins go out and tears ACL I'm like okay he could have played his starters in that game uh, at what at what cost yeah what you know okay Baltimore's got that right. twenty game winning streak now in the preseason that's great but <laughs> they lost their starting thing. running back you're right yeah no I. Uh, frankly, it doesn't bother me all that much, big picture, and it'll quickly, quickly be forgotten how bad the Steelers looked in the last preseason game. I mean, in, in the scheme of things, okay, that it, it was far from great, but the beginning of the game wasn't horrible. And I don't know that there's a ton of takeaways that I'm just going to write in stone from that game saying this player is X or this player is Y, considering what else we've seen up to that point. But I would have handled it the same way. I mean, it, it, it's time to be very 
cautious with the, the health of these guys, even with that extra week before the season. You know, get these guys all in prepping for the Bills mode. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and, hey, the Bills played their starters. I, th- I think I saw Josh Allen got 33 snaps in their game the other night against the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a different way to handle it. You know, you look at things you have on the other end. I don't think the Rams played any of their starters in the preseason. No, no. And, and I do think across the league people are trying to figure out what's the norm with 3-17. and 17. You know, No one's dealt with that before. And the Steelers and Cowboys had a unique situation where they had an extra – and, you know, I mean, everyone's going to handle it different, but I bet in a couple years most teams will handle it that week one is like a typical week one in the preseason. Week two is what used to be week three, and then this last week will be a week four, kind of how the Steelers handled I think that'll be the norm, you know. But I think everyone's trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, it's just I, I get why teams played their starters in week three because there is that kind of a two-week period there before you play again. But – is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, is any preseason game worth it? We could argue that all day. Sure. Um, especially, especially after last season when nobody had a preseason. Yeah. But you know, in that. that situation, everybody was on equal footing. Nobody had a preseason, yeah. so you know, you were all kind of playing on an, on a level playing field. In this situation, okay, um, you know, if the Rams come out of the gate slow, uh, people are going to look at that say, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Well, they didn't play their starters in the preseason. Well, you know, they kept them healthy. Yeah, I was say if the Ravens you know? don't run the ball quite as well as they did last year, everyone's going to say, "Wow, you shouldn't have played J.K. Dobbins." You know, I mean, it's all hindsight, right. of course. Nobody knows the real. Or if, you know, if Gus Edwards goes down in the first game, right, right, right. Now all of a sudden you got no depth. Now you got no. Right. I mean, even and you're a team team that wants to run the football fifty. What they run fifty seven percent of the time. Mm-hmm. They're always at the top of the league, and they will be again. And even Irv Smith and Evan Ingram and those guys, a couple of those guys got banged up too that aren't going to be, you know, might not be ready for the regular season. Irv Smith probably won't be, and they have no pass catcher depth in Minnesota. Like, all in all, I think the preseason went quite well for the Steelers, and at the top of that list is they're pretty healthy here at the starting guy. Yeah. The only, I mean, again, if you're, if you're looking at this as the glass half empty, you look at a glass half full, you say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, they made it through this without – any major injuries the glass half empty is this that you know they still haven't quite figured out that offensive line um we still of course haven't also have not heard anything on a tj watt extension um that could happen he any was second or basically yeah i mean he's basically doing what he's been doing which was uh you know running and you know doing those kind of things he's going to he's going to meetings uh i'm not super concerned about his conditioning or anything like that no. uh, the guys stays in ridiculous condition uh he is a professional um Tyson Alualu spoke to the media today and and he said that he feels like uh Stefan Tuitt will be ready for week one um we'll see how much uh we'll see what kind of workload Stefan Tuitt is ready for in week one I, I I'm of the belief you've already done a breakdown of the bills uh they run as much three and four wide receiver sets as any team in the league if yeah. not more Top of the league. So you're not gonna you're not gonna need your base defense in that game. No, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the base three four maybe five plays of it in that game if that. Maybe at most. I mean, their their tight ends aren't good players. Um, they're not gonna give you two back. I mean, it's always gonna be three receivers on the field if not four. And so you're gonna be nickel or dime the whole game. The whole game, right? And Probably as, nickel, especially after making the Schobert move. You're going to be a nickel more probably than you would have been 
before that trade. So uh, my thoughts on it are, two, it's going through some horrible, crazy things that I think we can all appreciate, you know, and understand. And if he isn't going to be a 70% snap guy in week one, okay. I mean, keep him fresh. And maybe have him, you know, you have two 300-pounders on the field pretty much every snap. So Tyson and Cam can handle those duties and give to it, I don't know, 15, 20 snaps. 15 snaps? snaps? Yeah. yeah, that's and what then, I was thinking. I mean, if he plays 15 snaps – and you know he he gets after for fifteen snaps, right? Um, you know that certainly works. And then the week after that, maybe it's twenty or twenty-two. You know, I, I mean, I think they're in a good spot right now to ease him back in after a really difficult time in his life. Yeah, uh, I'm not super concerned about that at this mm-hmm. point. I know a lot of people look at that and say, "Well, you know, these guys who sit these things out like this are, are more prone to injury." Maybe. Show me. Yeah, show I'm me the. Sure I, I, I know everybody says that, um, and then when it happens, everybody points and says, "See." But there are a lot of guys that do sit out a lot. They These guys are not the only. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> Stephon Gilmore hasn't participated in Patriots camp at all. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is many if he goes out and right. yeah, there, there's there's several around the league because of the change in the rules. Um, you know, it's going to get done. It's not to me something that's super concerning. Uh, you know, with with Tuit, we'll see what happens. You know, or with Watt, we'll see what happens with Tuit. But, um, you know, I, I, these guys will be ready. They're professionals. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah, even you hope it doesn't come to this. Even, but if you were to suffer an injury or two early in the Bills game, I think their D line depth is better than it was. You know, I mean, I think you could trot Bugs out there or whomever and be okay. Um, and, and then you got the Raiders next week. I, I don't know that I would be, you know, killing myself to get him up to, you know, 100% snaps at that point either. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a good situation uh, for a bad Yeah, situation. it's not bad. Yeah. Um, would you still be looking for another cornerback? Because I would. I, I would still yeah. be scouring the waiver wire here for a, another slot-type cornerback, somebody better than Arthur Millette. Yeah, that's a good bar, you know, to put him above. Because I think Millette was fine, but he doesn't move the needle good or bad for me. You know, wow, what a great great surprise he was, or boy, was he terrible. Um, an experienced guy that maybe has made some money in this league that gets cut because he's got a $5 million contract and that team doesn't want to give it to him and he's on the open market. So that, that type of player that has some experience. Quite frankly, he might not even be a corner. He might, might not even be a, be a corner. He could be the Malcolm Jenkins type, you know, safety types, which would be fine. I think that they may even prefer that, just going off their Brooks experiment. Um, would you consider? And we almost already talked about offensive tackle. I would consider if the right running back was out there, or if the right wide receiver was out there. I mean, all four of those spots to me, I'd at least be open to suggestions if somebody pops in your lap that's you didn't expect to see. Yeah, I think, you know, if it makes your team better. Uh, but again, I, you know, I think the question that, that you have to ask if you're Kevin Colbert is, okay, if we make this move now, are we going to be able to do something later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't just because there's not cards. right. Just because there's not a starting, for example, a, let's say somebody who's starter capable at left tackle available right now doesn't mean that there won't be down the road. Mm-hmm. The other thing I don't think you uh, and I have talked about enough and 
is I forget exactly how the NFL rules go, but I think it's after week two or is it after week one of the regular season where it's much more advantageous for the team to sign veterans, you know, than a coon. After week one. It's after week one. Yeah, after after week one, yeah. If he's on the roster for week one, then his entire contract is 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 counts against your your salary cap right, even right. if you cut him. Um, if he's if you just sign him after week one, then it becomes a week by week thing. So I, I I'm just a prediction because it happens every year. There'll be eight to twelve guys in the league whose names our listeners know that will be signed in the NFL after you know on Tuesday or Monday after week one. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's, again, uh, like I bet guys Russell available plays football this year. I would bet so. You know? I, I would, I would, you know, somebody will sign that guy um, at, at some point, but it, it's, you know, we're That's... still waiting here. You know, this is the interesting thing about this is this, this cut period being, you having now a, almost a full week before you, before you come back and practice again, um, kind of makes this interesting you know in years past you would cut people on saturday teams would scramble to sign guys on on sunday or monday and mm-hmm. try to get them in the, you know into their practice uh you know by monday or tuesday when they started practicing again um now you can get these guys in and, and kind of get them acclimated kind of like the steelers did with Schobert. yeah uh, right, right. you know where you, you get you take the whole weekend with him and okay your coach is going to sit down with him and get him up to speed and, and do what you're going to need do what you need to do yeah, I think it's really interesting. I'm excited to see what happens, and we've already seen a little bit of it. Like, the Eagles trade for Minshew. Like, okay, I mean, he might be ready to be the starter if they so choose by week two or three, you know? I mean, you get him in here early enough, or, you know, a lot of these type of moves, or, you know, all the trade a guy you're going to cut for a seventh-round pick type of moves that happen around the league. Like, I, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting you know, just releases, trades over these two weeks, probably in the next couple of days than maybe usual because I think the teams will be more excited to bring these guys in with an extra week to coach them up and get to know them. You know, signing a guy like Okun could certainly pay off as a short-term fix, but you better have a really good relationship with that uh, agent in that camp. And I think he's, you know, I think he represents himself. Now I think about it. Is he really in shape? I mean, like, you don't know what you're getting 100% when you buy that. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, the same thing. You know, Mitchell Schwartz was, it had a back injury last year. Right, Where's right. he at? In his, you know, they're, they're, these guys who are still out there might have had something wrong with them that, you know, just because they're available doesn't mean they're, they're available to play football. Yeah, I mean, they almost all assuredly had something wrong with them, you know, and – and, and I'm just looking here to the Schwartz or Okun. You want him to start week one. It's not like ah, we'll, we'll throw him in in week ten if we need him. I mean, that, that's yeah, right. Right now, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking here at the at the uh, the top ten guys available according to NFL trade rumors. It's Schwartz, David DeCastro, who we know is not ready to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell Okun, Richard Sherman, who's 33, Rick Wagner, mm-hmm. uh, KJ Wright, Olivier Vernon, uh, who's not ready to play. I guarantee mm-hmm. that. Uh, Austin Ryder. Uh, Quentin Dunbar, Le'Veon Bell. Ooh, These guys yeah. are all 29 or older. Yeah. I mean, you with a bunch Lev of Bell NFL and... seasons under their belt. <laughs> right. You know, you brought up Lev Bell there and it made me think, you know, Gurley and Adrian Peterson are still out there. I mean, like are the Ravens calling one of those three guys up, you know, that, yeah, I would not be com- com- comfortable at all if I was a Ravens fan going down that road. I mean, some of those names are okay, and I bet most of those 10 play football this year. But – 
they're fallback options. You know, I mean, you're, you're kind of hoping and not sure exactly what you're buying right now. Yeah, that's definitely a case of buyer. But, you know, that's going to the flea market mm-hmm. and, and hoping to hoping to, to find a new car. Yeah. You know, it's not that's just not realistic. I mean, I guess, going o- to a- I guess Okun, you at least know you have three tackles. And so if he doesn't come in here right away, you could live with it because you're no worse off than you are now, I guess. But yeah, I mean, depending what the cost is, if you can't go make moves down the road, because you made that one and he's not ready for a month to get ready or whatever, I mean, or to get in shape, that, that would be a big problem. Well, I think so much depends on what's happening with Banner. Yeah. And Mike, Mike Tomlin said today, he's, you know, he's not going to give an injury update on that until next week. Um, you know, obviously when he has to, uh, but you know, if they don't think Banner is going to be ready for a long period of time, then you almost have to do something like that. Yeah. That's a good point. And just a side note I was thinking of while you were saying that is, you know, you mentioned I did a bunch of work just kind of previewing the Bills. Their last four early picks have all been defensive linemen. Ed Oliver, Epinesa, and then their first two picks this year. They have a really deep defensive line. You know, they signed Star Lutalele. And just for early season, those guys, the, the Bills, my, my, my point is the Bills defensive line, which probably goes eight deep with players that can actually play at the NFL level, is going to have a big advantage in terms of just conditioning late in game against the Steelers O-line that besides Dotson hasn't played a ton of snaps at this point, let alone snaps with their line mates. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a major concern. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know hey, the, the, I think we may have gotten a, a little bit of a, a, a look at the difference having Najee Harris in the backfield can make. Yeah, in that Carolina game, again, slowing down the the pass rush just a little bit, and I think Matt um, Canada will help the situation immensely. Yeah, and I didn't see the quarterbacks under extreme pressure a lot Mm-mm. in that game. There was some pressure, but it wasn't like oh, and Carolina has some guys up front that oh yeah, you know, can Brian get Burns it. played like the whole game. He's going to be. I bet he wins a defensive MVP someday. I mean, like they got good guys. Yeah, he's at. Yeah, he's he's good enough to do that. So uh, you know, I'm not super concerned about that. I, it's the same thing. You know, when they when they played against Philadelphia, I know people were making uh, – those who tended to want to make excuses for Dwayne Haskins were, were doing so by saying, well, that Carolina front was after him all day. Well, Mason that's... Rudolph did the same thing against the Eagles. Yeah. yeah played, yeah. Against, played against their first-team guys. Yeah, I, I thought you were going <laughs> a different direction there with when Hargrave and Fletcher Cox were out there. I didn't think the Steeler O-line held up so great. And that's, and right. that's who you're yeah. going to play against throughout the year. It's not going to be the threes and fours. Right, yeah. So, you know, I, I think having a veteran quarterback, having a running back who can challenge a defense, uh, you know, more so than Benny Snell, yeah. uh, makes a difference in that regard. Yeah, without question. And I think, you know, more advanced and more play action as well. Uh, and you can help guys. You know, yes. if, you, if, you're, if you're weak at left tackle, you can line the tight, up and, tight end up over there and help the left tackle out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep you know, thinking, right now they're, go ahead. they're not doing any of that. No, no, they're not at all. They're letting these guys, you know, they, they want a lot of one-on-one matchups, and getting beat isn't the worst thing if they learn from their mistakes, you know. So, yeah, I do think they're going to start to realize these are our bad matchups. What's kind of interesting, I keep thinking about the Bills, because, you know, they're really on my brain at the moment, and I guess the Raiders are the same way. As deep as the Bills' D-line is, and as bad as really the Raiders is, there's no star. There's not... 
that guy is who we double no matter who our right, right. tackle is. You know what I mean? And right. Yeah. It, so it so might like be, playing, well, hey, we got to block Miles Garrett. Yeah, we're playing so the Browns. The Browns are coming to town. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so. it doesn't mean they're bad. They're just deep. <clears throat> they're just really deep as opposed to top heavy. But so I guess my point is if one of your tackles or one of your linemen is really exposed in week one, they might be exposed for 17 weeks, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we'll talk a little more uh, league stuff here. There's lots happening lots around on. the league. Uh, it's super a lot. I mean, an amazing amount of stuff going on. As you can imagine, as cut down days uh, start to happen here. We'll, do, we'll get to that right after this. 